Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. Said, Hello there, and welcome to Databank Brawl, the podcast where we learn about Star Wars characters, discuss them, share our little feelings, and then make those characters fight for our amusement and yours too. I'm your host. My name is Joseph Scrimshaw. With me, as always, is plenty of Ken Knapsack in an exactly equal proportion of whiskey. Today was, I was trying to swallow the whiskey before you were going to pitch it to me. It was a close call. I'm oh, here. You know what? This can be a new game. I can watch your face and I can really try to plan like, out exactly when I pitch sip. it for you. Big sip. Yeah. Get it down. Get it down. Yeah. I got my whisk in my hand waiting for a pause yeah. in my own talking. <laughs> that's, I'll give, I'll, that's, that's a hard thing to do, Joseph. <laughs> you should do. Uh, son of a. <laughs> anyway, luckily we have some wonderful guests here yeah. with us today from the great YouTube channel, Star Wars Explained. We have Alex and Molly Damon. Yay. Hey. Hello. Thank you for being back. You guys were uh, here for one of our best episodes. You <laughs> helped make it one of the best mm. episodes of Data Bank Brawl, I think. Yep, I do. An Imperial Royal Guard faced Weetief C.U.B. Yep, uh, that's how I remember Wee Teef's name. Same. Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> Every time it pops up now, I'm like, ah, oh, Wee Teef. Yeah. yeah. Uh, recently, we were watching Rogue One, my wife and I, and she's like, now, who did Warwick Wee Teef's UB? <laughs> I know this one, <laughs> for sure. And he did this, and he did this. No, no, wait. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so thank you uh, for joining us. This is kind of a, a special episode of Databank Brawl. Solo has come out recently. I should yeah. say the film Solo, A Star Wars Story, has been released in theaters <laughs> recently, uh, and we're doing a little mini solo tournament. If you just happen to be tuning into this episode and you want to hear the full tournament, last week, Ken and I made Rio Durant in a mud trooper fight. Rio won. 
And that means whoever wins this episode will go on to fight Rio in our next episode. Now, it doesn't have to take place on Spodinium 2, right? Which is the <laughs> relaxing planet that uh, Rio was trying to get away from. A little mud bath and a mud trooper uh, came upon him there and a battle ensued. Uh, Bobic, uh, what do we call that name? Oh, uh, Bo- Voldoon. Vo- Bobic Voldoon. This is useless that I'm remembering yeah. made-up trivia from our yeah, own podcast. Going. That keep will going. never keep help. And, <laughs> it's only going to get in your way tomorrow. <laughs> One of our, our listeners tweeted us, I think, uh, some moof milker is his name. Yes. And he tweeted us the continuing adventures of Bobuck Voldoon. Yeah, he had some yeah. good uh, headcanon for our headcanon. Yeah, I love it. I yeah, love it. yeah. We're, we're, I believe Bobek went on to become uh, one of the stormtroopers who was mercilessly destroyed by Jared Emway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lovely, lovely fate. Uh, yeah, as, as we are recording this, we are all prepping for the big Star Wars trivia schmodown. So uh, if you hear us talking about, ooh, I'm going to remember that, it's because mm. we are stuffing our faces with whiskey yeah. and our minds with Star Wars facts. I'm going to secretly pour my whiskey into yours. <laughs> <laughs> it might give me superpowers, <laughs> super knowledge powers. And Molly is sipping a lovely beer, so yes. you'll have the full alcohol picture of our podcast today. <laughs> but if you enjoy hearing us talk about that, that old uh, Star Wars trivia schmodown will be up on YouTube and you can check it out. Anything else before we get into this week's battle? No, I'm just disappointed I don't get to say, is that a Wookiee? Wookie. <laughs> Next week, you'll get to say, is that a Wookiee again? And we'll get to ask who does or does not have sharp teeth, just like Rio does. Here is our first combatant from the movie Solo, colon, a Star Wars story. It is... Quay Tolsight. Yep. Here is what StarWars.com <laughs> databank has to say. I was waiting to see if there was that uh, nod of uh, familiarity, which there was across the table. This is yes. not a slouch of people at it, table. It's almost as if I wrote that name down on a note card. <laughs> <laughs> Quay Tolsight. Here is what they have to say on the databank. Quay Tolsight is the director of the Pike Syndicate's operations on Kessel, which would be an enviable job, except for the damaging effects of the planet's noxious atmosphere on Pike bodies. Tolsite carries a ring of code keys required to access key systems in the mining facilities. All right, here's what we like to do. We like to uh, just check out a little bit more information if it's available. Now, for these brand new characters, it's usually not available on uh, Wikipedia, but let's pop over there anyway, and then we'll talk a little bit about our reactions to this character, our feelings, all that. Yeah, sometimes when I load up these pages, you guys don't hear it on the show, but we'll hear it in our headphones. A video will automatically play. Nine times out of ten, it's some kid named Star Wars Explained. So annoying. <laughs> he pops up and he starts explaining stuff. Um, yes, yeah, so Quay Tolsite is on so uh, uh, Wikipedia. Wikipedia. He even has a quote. <laughs> He's got, we've even got some uh, uh, specs. Mm, There's a yeah. lot there. Hit us with the specs. Hit us with your spec spots. I mail <laughs> Pike. Uh, uh, 1.83 meters tall uh, from the homeworld planet of Obadiah. Obadiah. Nice. Obadiah, man. Uh, yeah, I love that name there. Um, of course, affiliation is Pike Syndicate. Officially, he is a Pike Syndicate capo. Uh, is that he's a hmm. capo? Capo, capo, right? That's that's a gangster term. Yeah. Yeah, it's a position to hold, right? Yeah, that's the one. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of o- overall what they got uh, for uh, for quite Tolsite. Okay, and what is his quote? His quote is in his language, translated to basic, if you follow me, I'm sure we can reach a mutually beneficial arrangement. Oh, well. (laughs) Are there ellipses in it that would suggest to give it that slightly sexy read that you did? Yes. Okay. Sexy ellipses. (laughs) Sexy, sexy He does kind of treat Kira with a little bit, like he's kind of got his key under her Mm -hmm. chin. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kira immediately, or he immediately falls to Kira's charms. Uh, Ken, can you give us a nice juicy description of physically what Quay Tolsite looks like? Absolutely, like a like a lot of pikes, they have that uh, weird kind of face mask type things. I'm sure Alex will explain what that actually is. <laughs> it's uh, like a yellow with two kind of green little rectangles as eyes. He's it's, so it's all kind of robotic. He does have a long cloak. He has almost like metallic hands. He's got those little keys he, he, we talked about here. Uh, and it, so it looks like it has a cloak, but it's like it's not a it's not material. It's not like a Kenner cloak material. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a hard plastic. You know okay. What I mean? Yeah. 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 Uh, and now he does have like a little sort of 
vapey pen, right? Because he's he's dripping out of those two bottom holes of his mask, right? There's there's a whole lot of dripping going on. A whole lot of dripping going on. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Alex, uh, I think the official guide says it's mucus. It's mucus. That is okay. So this is a beautiful picture that's being developed. So Kira comes and and she plays him. She charms him, and he's like, "Well, come with me." As mucus is dripping out of his two face holes. What a charmer. All right. Uh, so this he was exciting for me to see because we've seen the Pike Syndicate on Clone Wars and heard a lot about him. It's cool to see him up on the big screen. Uh, Alex and Molly, how did you feel about this character? I liked seeing the the Pikes again. I thought it was really cool that they brought that into a, a theatrical movie. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I, I thought that that was... Are we doing? I won't go into spoilers, but like there, you can there go into few, spoilers for Solo. That's fine. I'll just yeah. say that there were a few Clone Wars connections that I was surprised to see, and like the Pikes made sense to me because it's like, yeah, they're going to Kessel. We know that they are heavily involved in the spice trade. That was one that made sense, and the other one was far more surprising. But mm. I was still just excited to see something from animation come into live yeah, action. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You, you're I, killing me. I want to hear. I want to hear what the other thing is. Yeah. The, the it, mall. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, that's yeah. fine. I feel like people who listen to this podcast okay. have, have seen Solo. <laughs> Just wanted to err on the side of caution. Yeah, Before sure. I decide if I'm going to see Solo, I'm going to listen to some people make up some <laughs> made-up fights about those characters for three weeks. Then I'll check it out. But yeah, it's a, it's a good instinct, yeah. I do wish we had gotten more dialogue from... Mm. From Quay, from Quay, some of the other ones. I wouldn't yeah. have minded just more Pikes, also. Yeah, yeah. in general. Yeah. Now, Alex, I'll ask you. I'm looking at some of the images for the Pikes. This this getup that Quay's got isn't what the Pikes look like, right? That's right. that is a mask. Yes, and we do see them a little bit in the Clone Wars. The, the right? mask is a bit of a. Uh, it, it kind of resembles their face, right? In shape and even, uh, I, I guess, facial features a little bit. But yeah, it, that is a mask. They are very slender, and they have like that kind of weird, mm. elongated head with a small face. But that's right. not his real face. Okay, that's right. But it is sort of like if William Shatner wore a William Shatner mask. Yeah. Like yeah, that's not your mask. face, but it's real creepy because yeah. it's not your face, but it is your face. Yep. This isn't right. Yeah, it's Brian <laughs> Cranston in a uh, in a Breaking Bad mask. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ken, how did you feel about Quay Tolsite? Uh, love the inclusion of the Pikes. Love how it catches. Uh, it's the perfect uh, time, you know. It catches all the right little things and pulls it in from animation, comics, books onto the big screen. Like Molly said, it was it was like they're they're really connecting stuff. This isn't just chopper rolling by Mon Mothma in the for a second and the ghost that, you know, oh I thought we saw it. Like this is right in front of you. This is the time period. This is where you'd see all that and it makes sense because they're so tied into the the spice uh, trade. So to see it and to kind of introduce the Pikes to a larger audience, I, I really do like that. Yeah, I love the design of this character. I love how Quay sounds. I love that the Pikes were included. So much of Solo feels like Star Wars to me because we're getting all these kind of like weird exotic uh, aliens, but then they, they clearly have like a, a place in the galaxy. And I like that. Uh, I'm super glad to know it's Mucus. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> that I like that he does feel like oh, that is a guy who's in control and in power and a little gross. Like, yeah. just even as an image, having all those keys is sort of like, I control everything. And also, I vape. Like, it's he just yeah. seems like yeah. a jerk and in I, a good I, way. I like, I, I like, not like that he does it, but like that this character, he, he looks down on Kira. Maybe he just, maybe he is kind of, you know, overtly harassing her in a way and just kind of like, sure, 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 pretty lady, we'll come talk. And it's like, you know. Then how do, how does that treat you, Quay? Like, yeah. Where, yeah, where does that line of thinking get you? I, I like oh, he is a villain. He's a bad guy. The Pikes should be. They're the criminals. Yeah, yeah, excellent. So uh, we will move on to our next combatant. I will. We will all know who this character is. It is Lady Proxima. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, there's oh. going to be a lot of fluids and moisture in this fight. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what the StarWars.com databank has to say. The fearsome Grindelid matriarch of the White Worms, Lady Proxima, rules Corellia's black market from a tangle of sewer tunnels beneath Corellia's Coronet City. A briny pool serves as a throne room where Proxima feeds her hatchlings and commands the urchins known as scrum rats, sending them out to pickpockets and barter stolen goods. All right. Ken, what do we got for Lady Proxima? Well, we got uh, not a lot. More for Koi Tulsaid. But we do uh, all the things you just said are listed there on Wikipedia. We're waiting for Alex to do his video, so we'll pop up there. Uh, uh, gr- grin- Grindelod, right? How do you say that? Grindelid. Grindelid. 
not not Grindelwald. Right? Grindelwald is, uh, yeah. it, is Grindelwald, the, the controversial yeah. character played by Johnny Depp. <laughs> yes. Or rather, it's yes. controversial that Johnny Depp is playing. Play him. Uh, height is four point eight eight meters at her uh, full height. That is that is quite an imposing. Uh, oh, four. Four. Most of, almost all of the characters who fight are one point eight. One point yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is four point eight. That's she's taller. Gets out of that water and whew, oh, she's got an advantage. Uh we do do know that you know, as you tied with the sun, not good with the sunlight. <laughs> nope. So we're gonna see how that plays out. But other than that, not a lot. Uh, I know she she appears in most wanted. I haven't read that yet. Yeah, you started most wanted. Is there I'm about two thirds the way you through can it. add for us? Yeah? Uh I, I she we know that she is a very old Grindelid. So mm-hmm. Moloch is the same species, but just younger. So he hasn't like oh. developed as many segments. I yeah. And he's like cocky. Cause he's like, I can go out in the sun. I have my face mask. that will come down. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So I think all that we, uh, yeah, they mentioned the hatchlings and most wanted and that she has like hundreds that she just kind of like really has in the water, which <laughs> is unsettling. Uh, <laughs> Everyone's definitely afraid of her, so I, I haven't seen anything that shows why yet, but I imagine that she can do some damage. Yeah, mm. yeah. Does she have a quote, or is it just you made that clicking sound with your mouth? Yeah, there is no quote. We can, we, okay. we can put our own. All right, all right. Can you give us a nice physical description? Because uh, there's a lot going on, really, with her. Yeah, she, you know... How are we going to describe her? Snake-like? Caterpillar-like? Snake? Snake-a-pillar? Centipede. Centipede. Centipede, yeah. She's got segments for sure, segments right? Segments for sure. And I know Moloch doesn't have feet. He has segments. And he has learned to pretend <laughs> to right. walk like a human, right? <laughs> yeah, Which that's from, from the, the visual. The visual guide. official guide, yeah. Official guide. Um, so we, she's got kind of a... She, she, a white, milky skin that we see once it's exposed. <laughs> uh, blisters it just fast. keeps getting better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, like, I, I won't just... I'll kind of armor. Like, she's got a lot of looks like jewelry and chains. A lot of, like, old lady pearls down around the neck area. Yeah. But also some armor-looking kind of segmented kind of arm, armor going on there. She's She's... Going a lot of different directions. I think Kira describes it as like mechanical parts that she has turned into jewelry. So really? gears Ooh, and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, 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 makes sense. Molly is a, like a cosplayer who studies these kind of things. When you just saw Lady Proxima in the movie and you saw that she's not just a, a naked, slimy, white worm right. lady, she's got all of this stuff. What what did it feel like to you? The, all of her outerwear. I was like, wouldn't that get real rusty? <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah. She lives in a pool. Yeah, I didn't think of that. <laughs> Don't accessorize when you live in a pool. Yeah. Common sense. Come on, Lady Proxima. Uh, All my, right. My first thought about her when I saw her, and I was like, why are people afraid of her? Mm. So, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking maybe Most Wanted will answer that, but I haven't finished it yet. I think we're going to answer that here today, yeah, at yeah. least in our own yeah. headcanon. <laughs> Talk to me, Ken, about her arms, and then we'll move on. Does she, ha- she has a lot, though, right? Am she, I nuts? Yeah, like, yeah, a lot of little like centipede-like <laughs> arms, right? <laughs> Molly just yeah. did a, a great T-Rex impersonation. Little T-Rex arms. Yeah, she's got a bunch of little T-Rex yeah. arms, right? Yeah, when she she rears up and stands up, yeah, uh, and, and does that final dive into the into the water after Han throws the rock, yeah, you see a lot of little arms. A lot, a lot of, arms. of little arms. A lot of little arms going on. All right, let's talk about our lady Proxima feelings, and then we'll move on. Mm. Ken, do you have Lady Proxima? Oh, yeah. You, oh, that's right. You do have yeah, Lady Proxima I, feelings. I do have Lady Proxima feelings. I need a <laughs> sip of whiskey here. Love the design. Love the concept of this, you know, kind of person that's using uh, the little scum rats, as they're called. My, my scum rats, slipping yeah. down as I'm talking. Um, I like everything about it until she talks. <laughs> and no respect to Linda Hunt, who does the voice. She was, did her job and did it well. <laughs> I just, Jabba would not have been as powerful if he was like, oh, hey, Luke, come on in. Like, I, you have Moloch, everyone's speaking with subtitles until we get to her. And so yeah. some of the stuff comes off to me as very unintentional comedy. Okay. Kira, remember when we found you in the silo? I'm like, oh, <laughs> not my favorite thing. Not my favorite thing in solo. All right. <laughs> Will anyone stand for poor Lady Proxima? Uh, Molly, how do you feel about uh, this white worm lady? I, I wasn't really a fan. I mean, I liked the design, same. Um, but, I mean, her guards did all the, the, the work, the grunt work. I was, like, waiting for her to do something impressive to show us why... You know, she runs this joint and uh, didn't see it. I will say about that, because I, I understand what you're saying, Molly. I, I'm on your side there. It just be one of those smoke and mirrors things where if you believe 
Hey, always go to Game of Thrones. Power resides where people believe power resides. Yeah. Right? You know, uh, she could have just worked her way up from the bottom of this pool, <laughs> just convinced <laughs> people enough. But yeah, it's not clearly shown. Started at the bottom of this briny pool, and yeah. now we hear. Alex, how do you feel about Lady Proxima? Uh, I'll go back to Most Wanted and just say that it's a character that I think works better on the page. Because <laughs> I agree, <laughs> when she starts talking, it's just a little bit too much mm. for me. And I, like, I saw it in the trailer, I was like, ooh, what is that? Like some sort yeah. of like, scary creature, and then it's just immediately all the tension kind of left when she opened her mouth. But yeah. in, the, in the book... <laughs> It is very strongly implied that, like, there's a reason she has some power. Although, even on Corellia, like, their gang is not respected. No, like, no. they're they're oh, really? The, they're squeaking by. Yeah, but I that's the impression I got from the movie and the official guide. Early on in the book, like, they try to make a bid for some little criminal thing that's going down, and their bid is like laughably small, like insultingly low. So, well, it's a gang of children, right? So, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's uh, that, that's interesting to me. I, I, that that makes the concept of those even more uh, works for me. Like in terms of Han, like Han's looking for that big score. He's like, I'm yeah. down here playing minor league baseball. Call me up. Call me up. And and I, I like that idea. It just and then she opens her mouth. Yeah, and the same thing here is gets to work up uh, through those ranks. Yeah. yeah, well, I will defend Lady Proxima. Who I will like, stand for Proxima? I will stand not as tall as Lady Proxima. I, you know, I think he, for me, I want to accept that sometimes Star Wars is going to sound wacky. I feel mm-hmm. like that's a little shot at George Lucas. Uh, I've told you before, Ken, my darkest Star Wars times when I saw uh, the Clone Wars theatrical release uh, in the in the movie theater, and I was like, oh, I'm going. This is okay. And then Zero the Hut, <laughs> yeah, Zero the Hut broke me like Bane breaking <laughs> Bruce Wayne's spine because it was the the too wacky voice. And for a long time, I went into the dark place. It was like. Too wacky voice, and then I come around to Clone Wars animated series, and it's great. But yeah. you have to put up with a lot of wacky voices. You have to put up with a lot of aliens. Are just I don't know Scottish. Sure, yeah. go yeah. for it. Uh, <laughs> and I feel like she is in that vein, so it feels like a, a tribute to that part of Star Wars. Mm. And also, she's not. She shouldn't be as scary as Job the Hut because she's way lower level. Mm. She's a matriarch. She it has got some of that sort of like. The whole thing is very Dickensian. Yeah. And it is that, like, you have no mother. I'm your scary mother. I'm your Freudian superego. I'm mm-hmm. towering above you. I don't need to physically beat you. That's a really good I am point. a terrifying presence. You, you need me. Yeah. yeah, you need me. And that's exactly what she says to Kira, yeah. basically. Uh, Molly kept comparing her to the little orphan Annie headmistress. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the I, I can't remember her name for the life of me, but Annie... <laughs> Mistress and, Poxima, and, I don't know. And <laughs> all the orphans and then yeah. the scary woman that's in charge. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Carol Burnett play that in the original? We don't know anything about anything that isn't Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what's happening yeah. to our brains right yeah. now. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I don't remember what <laughs> is in. And, what, are the, what are the ingredients of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? I, I don't remember right now. I tried to cook scrambled eggs this morning. I was like, <laughs> this wasn't in Rogue One. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, so there's some mixed feelings about Lady Proxima, but I think we all believe in her potential for violence. We so do. let's fight. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. As always, we like to have these stories happen canonically before a character has died. So I think Quay's relatively dead after the Tereskasi and the uh, the key or vape pen stabbing. I want to believe it's his vape, the vape part that she <laughs> stabs him with. Uh, but I need to see the movie again to verify that. But I want this to be before the events of Solo so Quake yep. can still be alive. Uh, we got a really interesting challenge with both of these because neither of these characters travel well, right? No, no. But there's got to be a way. So maybe, in fact, they even... I'll throw this out here. Maybe they even meet on a ship. Like maybe there's a mm-hmm. special transport for... Do you have a hard time getting around the galaxy (laughs) based on your body? Well, come to our luxury. It's hard out there for you, cruise. Uh, An access spaceship. Uh, Yes, I like this a lot. I think it's potentially a meeting in Mm. which Lady Proxima has obtained the audience of some of the Pike Syndicate for maybe getting bigger jobs. And that's some kind of little business conference. I like this. Yeah, yeah. I like this... uh, this, uh, cruise ship that's enabled for yeah. I- exotic aliens. They have big right. briny pool containers. Mm. So that's what Lady Proxima is riding in. Uh, they have mm. uh, a little uh, area that is uh, all the uh, air and everything is adjusted a little bit better for pikes so they can right. mm, breathe free and not as much mucus dripping. Not as much. Not as much, right? Yeah, still enough to play with her. Right, but then <laughs> they have to be rolled into this communal area, this mm. uh, sort of exotic Star Wars Boardroom, Alex or Molly, what do you think an exotic Star Wars, like kind of high-end gangster, we're all making deals on this big cruiser, what does that boardroom look like? What does that meeting room look like? I think it's got to be a bathhouse. <laughs> I mean, you got to get Proxima in there somewhere. So it's it's got to be. Yeah. It's a fancy Greek bathhouse. Lots of gold. Okay. Yeah. Lots of gold. and then Kind of like the Canto Bite. Area. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. And then so the yes. Shawclop is still shuffling along. He gets caught <laughs> yeah. up in all this. Oh. Like, he, he never catches a break. Yeah. Luxuger mm. is giving massages. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. I like that a lot. It's it's ornate. Uh, mm. And I think it's got, like, um, uh, so there's this low main bathing area that's not all the way full in the middle. And then it's, like, circular. So, like, other business people can be sitting. A lot of exotic aliens in unfortunate towel wear <laughs> <laughs> up above watching this yeah. momentous meeting between between uh, Quay Tolsite of the Pike Syndicate and Lady Proxima of, I think Lady Proxima makes up a bigger name than mm. from <laughs> under the street of Corellia. I uh, think she makes up some BS about her, what her syndicate is called. Oh, so she's not the White Worms. She's, I mean, she's of the White Worms, but okay. I think she fancies it up a little bit. 
Like she's right because she's trying to sell herself real big. Grand Dame Proximus of Pearl Snakes. The Pearl Snakes. The Pearl Snakes. The Pearl Snakes. The Pearl Snake White Worms. Yes. Nice. Nice. Okay. Yes. So I think that uh, they are made to meet alone. Uh, not alone because there are other people watching, but they're made to to mm. meet without weapons. Right. Are, are they- there windows? Uh, I would you want there to be windows? Well, <laughs> I, I don't think so because that that would be kind of like pretty easy. Okay. Yeah, I feel like windows in a crime meeting room seems like a bad idea. Uh, or so, maybe windows that can't be broken with rocks. Oh yes, oh, okay. yes. Oh, yeah. Well, they're flying in space, There's so she space. has the darkness of space to protect okay. her. Okay. Uh, but I, I think she'd be careful. She'd be oh, like absolutely. all windows closed. Yeah. So she, yeah, she's yeah. a window closer. So yeah, they, they've got some viewpoints, uh, viewports right. out to the stars. Those have been closed. Uh, and I think uh, Alex, Lady Proxima, kicks off this meeting uh, by trying to compliment and impress Quay Tolsite. So. What do you think Lady Proxima says to Quay? Uh, she says, well, I'm from the White Pearls and uh, the, the Pearl Snakes, I mean. <laughs> She's still getting used <laughs> to the <laughs> <laughs> And I, I just think your suit's great. It seems like it would protect you from the sun pretty well. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think Quay Tolsite responds with saying, <laughs> which Molly translates to. Uh, I, I hope you like the mucus <laughs> <laughs> because I, I see, I see that you have some yourself. Yeah. So I think that's great. Quay as a means of being friendly yeah. actually is working hard to produce some mucus cause he thinks Lady Proxima likes slime. Yeah. So inside his suit, it's, he's just like, and just a little bit is, is dripping out. Right. Yeah. Bubbling. And I think maybe can, I think maybe Lady Proxima, Oversteps and just kind of tries to go in for the kill right away. Yeah. Like she's used to uh, being able to boss around Moloch and a bunch of six-year-olds. Yeah. So she starts to get too pushy right away. What does she say? Uh, she kind of goes to half height. You know, she kind of stands up just a little bit and is like, "So let's talk about your uh, hiring of the pearl snakes. I think you're going to find that we are the only one for the job. So give me." the job and give me the rate I want. Uh, yeah, and I think uh, I think Quay Tolside starts to bargain. Probably. Can, can I ask if she knows what the job is? I don't. <laughs> uh, just, I think that she is uh, BSing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she heard about this big meeting job, with yeah. this Pike uh, uh, syndicate person, and I think it is up for debate here at our table whether or not she remembered to bring a translator in if she <laughs> speaks Pike. I think uh, they're both BSing. Oh, just sizing each other up for for competition. In fact, Molly, I think you are exactly right, and I will go you one better. I think this whole thing is a ruse. Mm. I think it was all uh, set up by Gardula the Hutt. Oh, yeah. As a way to get competition to kill one another. Sure. She sets up on this is she she and the other uh, huts laugh about this. This is their secret crime ship of purposeful misunderstanding (laughs) (laughs) where they try to create disagreements. This is like a murderous candid camera. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's a murder candid camera. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so lady Proxima is just BS and awake. And just for, for flavor, give us a little bit of that. Uh, We, the pearl snakes have several ample, uh, resources that uh, are many hands. My hatchlings will grow up, but I have the scum, I mean the uh, helper rats that will be there. We are the ones for you. As you hide behind your mask, we are out in the open. At least my helper rats are. And then the trap that the huts have set mm. uh, falls open. And basically what happens is a door opens a door built into the stairs and several pikes mm. uh dead pikes dead pikes roll out now they're on lady proxima's side wow. so it looks like she had murdered these pikes hid them in a closet in this room and then it just popped open in the middle of this meeting i love the image of dead pikes <laughs> rolling into the rolling floor. down do, do, do. <laughs> they roll down they splash in the pool graphic moments here data bank yeah, yeah, uh, and Quay gets very upset. Alex, uh, what what does Quay uh, say? What does he sound like? Uh, <laughs> Spitting everywhere. And uh, Molly, what does that mean? 
oh, what's what's this? Like <laughs> my friends, my family. Okay, those are <laughs> those are his personal friends. The Huts are having a just oh, a great yeah. time with this one. They are they're back on Nell Hutta just laughing, right? Love but that. also part of him is like, well, I mean, that takes care of some some holiday issues. It's a promotion coming up. Thanksgiving's yeah. going to be way easier. He has that moment of internal struggle, like, well, she she did me a favor, but I can't let people kill my family. Right. <laughs> so I think he uh, whips out his uh, vape pen. Which doubles, it's a vibro vape pen. Oh, and no. a little sharp edge comes out. And I think he just goes for the lunge. Mm-hmm. He is smart. He's been sizing her up. Uh, she's, she's segmented. And I think he's looking for that soft spot in between mm. the segments that I assume is there. Yeah. And I think he tries to drive that in. Ken, d- does Quay succeed? Does he stab he Lady Proxima? Strikes hard and strikes true. But the jewelry she's wearing, the little parts, <laughs> deflects the blade. But what ends up happening is one of her little arms is severely damaged, if not nearly cut off. He f- takes a big swipe of it. Okay, so, so she tries to block it as she, it comes in. Yeah, and it moves. But then it's, it's locked. Yes. It's locked. And I think Lady Proxima screams like, One of my arms! One of my many arms! <laughs> ah! And she dives down into the pool. Oh, that's right. It's, it's in a pool, right? It's in a pool, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, Quay, is, he's got his, his vibrovape stuck in her. Uh-huh. So I think she basically body slams Quay into the, into the, into the pool. It's not too deep, right? Yeah, right. But yes. into this pool. How, how, how does Quay get out of this? I'm trying to decide if he's even like he might be fine with the with the suit and everything. I don't know how. how mm. Well, you this get is. to decide. Yeah, you get to Star Wars explain to yourself. I'm going to say that it gives him at least a little bit of an air supply, so he's not in a complete panic. Mm. Uh, he he takes the knife back out. He wrenches it free and he starts stabbing her, but. She's so big, who knows where the vital organs are? He could be hitting anything. <laughs> so he is just, just this is just like if an ant tried to stab a turkey. It's just like, yeah. what's, who, am I hitting anything of value? <laughs> a long, juicy, dark meat? You don't know. <laughs> yeah. You don't know. You don't know. All right, so he is stabbing away. And this has got to, if not uh, hurt, at least annoy the hell out of Lady Proxima, right, Molly? Yeah. So how does she retaliate? Well, she's obviously like writhing in pain and trying to figure out what to do. But I think Quay takes one of his keys because he's got skeleton keys for just about anything, finds a keyhole, switches it on, and it's like a toilet flush. Like all the water just flushes out. So now they're in a completely different room. So they go through. Okay, yeah, that, that was a lot. That was a lot. It was great. I love the creativity, yeah. but we need to see some of this. So just, <laughs> just to get a little bit more poetic imagery. He's he's stabbing. He's realizing nothing is happening. Lady Proxima right. is like, oh, oh, it hurts. It hurts. Yeah. Ah, and she's trying to, to, to shove her weight down on him. He gets that key. He desperately finds the correct one. Yeah. Hits a lock. And does he, he probably is like, maybe this will work. But yeah. It, flushes they are compressed into a hole that is not the appropriate size for them right yeah ken it's like an airplane it's just like <laughs> all right so i think i think this hurts quay a little bit because oh mean, yeah worms are better for going through small spaces than yep. other beings so yep. i think quay maybe breaks a hip yeah I, I was gonna say crack a rib but i don't even know if he has ribs uh <laughs> like uh, waiting for uh alex's video on that one there the, the, I mean, what do you think happens in a, as like, they're sucked through the hole i think um, the image is, you know, going into the other room that are coming from the ceiling. Now. Yeah. So now, uh, we've got, uh, Proxima's like dangling, <laughs> like a, like a hot dog trying to get it fall out of a package. You can't get it out. Like, so she doesn't make it all the way. She's stuck. And then on top of her is kind of Quay, just kind of like, Oh, and they're like stuck in the middle, but there's still this pressure pulling them down and pushing them down. Dangling from the ceiling. Like some sort of, I'm not even, I was going to make an analogy and I'm not going to, going to, that's how (laughs) gross it is. Yeah. So what she does, because she's 4.88 meters, uh, she's able to whip her lower portion of the body to the ceiling and kind of push, get, get a grip and push herself through the hole. So boom, she falls first, 
but he lands heavy. Okay, yeah, he you know lands I mean? heavy, yeah. And I think Lady Proxima, I think she has fury on her side. Oh, I think yeah. that is one of her, you know, highest stats if she was a D&D character. Proxima Rage. Fury, Proxima Rage. <laughs> so I think she grabs him by that key necklace right, and just starts uh, spinning him. And she gets that centrifugal force going. Ooh, one of her <laughs> longer little, uh, little arms or yeah. her tail? Uh, her longer arm. I don't right? even know if she has a tail. but We don't know. I mean, we get to decide what, what's down at the bottom the, of the brain. We haven't pool. been to the end of the trail there <laughs> it quade's getting just uh, flashes of vision of this is he yeah. is he spins 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 uh, and she gives him a good toss now molly you created this new lower room what is at the bottom what is this room this is like a dungeon <laughs> room where they just keep rancors and oh. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it is a hut thing where they it's just hot. keep big, it. big so room. This is uh, the Huts built a fancy ship designed to create criminal underst- misunderstandings so people yeah. kill each other. They set up an exotic spa bathing room mm. right above a Rangor pit. <laughs> Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, I love it. Well, that's how they bathe. That's how Malakili or any of his family. Oh, that's how they bathe the rancors. Yeah, yeah. which might include Ralakili. We don't know. Yeah, uh, you know they sit. Yeah, they put the rancors and they just dump the water on them. Yeah, and I mean not rancors to make... like baths and showers. Oh okay? yeah, they like to be clean. They're not like Chihuahuas. They're okay with it. <laughs> Something I think rancors also like with baths. I think mm. they like some a little salt bath. So there's salt down there. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> excellent. Uh, with one of her extra hands, while she is uh, spinning him, she right. reaches down and she drags a finger, brings it to her mouth and tastes it, and she goes, salt! <laughs> uh, and Gareth Edwards just stares at her. Exactly. Uh, and I, I think, not, not to make this a three-way fight, but I think there's one young little baby rancor down there. Mm. That Not a fully grown rancor, not a uh, ter- terribly hungry rancor, but a little baby rancor. Who could maybe get involved? So I think she lets go, and Quay goes flying. He smashes into the wall. He is dazed and confused. Alex, what do you think happens next? I think he lands right next to the Rancor, and I don't want, like, I was sad enough when the actual Rancor in Return of the Jedi eats it. Mm-hmm. I think that's a sad moment, so I don't want to see anything bad happen to this little baby <laughs> one. So I think Quay pulls out, like, a little pocket of spice that he's probably carrying around. He just throws it in its face, and it, like passes out oh okay. <laughs> so you don't want anything bad to happen to the baby rancor so quay just throws some narcotics in its face <laughs> <laughs> it's fine they're hardy animals yeah and the, so this baby rancor falls over and has strange colorful dreams mm. uh, from this uh bizarre uh, narcotic that is spice that quay pulled out uh but who knows the rancor might wake up uh do you think uh, uh lady proxima is right on top of quay now yeah, yeah, I think she takes this momentary uh, lapse of confusion and distraction with the baby rancor called Batissa. Uh, she <laughs> runs over, crawls, or whatever she does, uh, hops over, Moloch's over, and uh, it gets over there and wraps her lower portion, maybe 1.37 meters, <laughs> around uh, Quay mm-hmm. and starts squeezing. It's oh, she like starts a, squeezing the life out of almost him. Almost like a boa constrictor. Okay. Mucus is just spurting out. Oh, it's <laughs> disgusting. In fact, I think Quay realizes this is my way to escape. Yes. I think he he just lets the mucus flow. I think pikes, we don't know this, but pikes are like 35% mucus inside. And he just lets it all spill out all over him. And the more than that uh, Lady Proxima squeezes, she basically launches him because <laughs> right. he's become entirely lubricated. So she squeezes hard and he goes flying. Uh, Molly, you are the queen in this podcast of where people end up. Yes. <laughs> so where Quay gets launched is this wet mucus covered projectile. Where does he go next? Uh, I think he, he ends up back up in the bathhouse. <laughs> Through a same hole or so he, a different vent? Yeah. Same hole. Same he hole. flies mm. back up the hole he fell out of. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, <laughs> he, he finds a bucket of salt and pours it down into the hole, and it just starts to kind of burn her skin a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Molly, what, is that, what does that sound like? What does Lady Proxima sound like? 
bath. <laughs> Basically the same as when she gets hit by light. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. And she's yeah. got no pool to dive in now, so oh. she's just kind of like r- running around in circles and yeah. trying to get the rancor to help, and he's asleep. And oh. Yeah, and I think the other criminals who are sitting around are like, well, you know, if you had any pride, if you were a real criminal, if you were a real pike, you'd finish her, finish her, finish her. And I think uh, Quay lets his insecurity get to him, and I think he once again dives down that hole ready to attack. And I think this is a good place in our combat to pause as we always do and decide who we think deserves to win this combat. Oddly enough, we'll, the, the deserve question always seems to go to like some sort of moral level. Yeah. I, I don't think Quay's the bad guy here. <laughs> yeah. There's the, we can answer deserves. We can also answer like, come on, but, who would really win? Who would win? Proxima would win. Yeah. Uh, now I'm starting to see why she's feared. Yeah. A lot of things that are at her, at her feet, at her, at her hands. <laughs> yeah. At her many feet. Okay, so you feel Quay has done nothing wrong. You feel like Lady Proxima just showed up for been, a meeting. But so did Lady Proxima. She lied to get the meeting. <laughs> he was probably really offering a job. Yeah. He's really connected. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, in, so uh, that's, a, that's an interesting perspective from Ken. Molly? I think maybe Quay thought this could, could have potentially have been a date. Oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> but then he saw all of his dead brothers and cousins and was like, well, no. Yeah, Bad first date. Too. And again, swipe, swipe left, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's okay. the other thing, too. His, face, his cousin's dead. Everyone's yeah. dead. Yeah. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. But I agree. I think Proxima uh, should should come out on top in this one. Okay. Do you, you believe that she has the physical advantage? Yes. Do you, in your heart, if you're reading this as a story and you're like, oh, I want this person to win, which would it be for you? For me personally, I guess I would say Quay just because I really didn't like Lady Proxima. (laughs) (laughs) But because we don't know so much about her and like what she can do, um, I think she she might come out as the winner. Okay. Okay. Alex? Uh, I... I mean, I agree that in the story that we have told, Lady Proxima is kicking ass. Uh, <laughs> I kind of want them to, I, I feel like the Huts are the villains here. Yeah. And I, I think that, and we know that they both survive anyway. So I, I kind of want them to find a mutual understanding and find a camera hidden away somewhere and, and get out of this together. Okay. Um, I'm going to entertain that as something that we can kind of tack on to the end of the story, mm-hmm. but it's not data bank. Let's all work together. <laughs> let's all get along. <laughs> yeah. 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 That could be not. part of our story because we always tell that story. And I think that's great. And I think yeah. we should revisit that. Yeah. But somebody needs to win the Someone fight. Needs so how do you top. feel about the physical fight? I think that I, I'm, I always root for the <laughs> underdog. And right now, Quay is the underdog. I'm going to, okay. I'm rooting for Quay. So we got a we got a Quay, we got two Proximas over here, kind of. Yeah. I mean, I could I like Quay though. We've developed a really sympathetic Quay, Tolside. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the truth of this combat is that Lady Proxima would physically win the fight, but Quay is a much better tactician. Mm. So I think uh, he will win the war, as it were. Oh. So I think we should tell a story where Lady Proxima thinks that she beat the hell out of this guy and won. Right. But aha. Something else is going on when it comes to uh, Quay's mastery of the overall situation, mm-hmm. not related to physical beating. Right. right. So, Ken, what do you think happens next? Where we where do we leave off? They're up. <laughs> they're up in this back up in the uh, he Quay, Quay dropped back down. He threw the salt. She's burning. She's burning. He got goaded into finishing her off. Right. So Quay physically drops back down to the rancor, rancor pit. pit. Little little baby rancors dreaming, seeing colors. Yeah. And Quay thinks he can physically win, but he's wrong. He's wrong. So I think what he does is he, Mo, Molly said initially there's some weapons in the room here. So I think he grabs Ooh. from the wall an electro staff and ignites it. And he's going to just stick this where, well, not a lot of su- sun shines on Proxima regardless. Yeah. But definitely where it has less of a chance of, of, of shining. So. Uh, but she's up in the other room, right? No, no, she's down. In the she's same down. Room. Yeah. That's right. Sorry. Yeah, it's a very. This is a very yeah. confusing battle. Yeah. There, like t- it's, it's two levels. It's like that old game show, Finders Keepers. It's like in Mortal Kombat, yeah. where you uppercut someone and they yes. fall through the level. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Exactly, right. but with a toilet. <laughs> so I think he shows a surprising 
you know, uh, skill uh, with uh, with the staff. You know, yeah. No, I le- I yeah. love this. Yeah. So he spins, he spins, and he goes for the mysterious bottom yes. of Lady Proxima. <laughs> yes, and he and I stabs. Think this is where he is surprised. Yes, he stabs. He feels uh, just um, gross moisture, and in, in, in his normal experience of stabbing, that means you hurt someone very badly. Right. right. But I think he doesn't know the secret truth mm. of what lies at the end of Lady Proxima. This sounds like a clickbait video. <laughs> it really does. Do you know what's at the end? It might surprise you. <laughs> the end of Lady Proxima might surprise you. And it will because you yes. know what it is? Mm. She has a giant toothy mouth oh. at the other end. Other okay. organs that are needed for other stuff, that's somewhere in her body. Somewhere in her body. Who, who knows where? This but is a second mouth. At the end of her body, at the end yeah. of this train, is a giant second mouth mm-hmm. full of teeth. Kind of like a wrath tar. A wrath. She's got a wrath tar mouth for got her it. end places. <laughs> <laughs> and she bites down, rips Quay's arm off. Oh, no. Spits it back out at him. Oh, and no. Quay is punched in the face by his own <laughs> arm. Yeah. <laughs> Cracking the mask. Cracking the mask. Oh, no. Mucus is flowing. Mucus is flowing. He can't breathe. He knows that physically he has been defeated. And Lady Mm -hmm. Proxima is even like, I should kill you. But then, then, clearly physically defeated defeated, uh, and beaten together, defeated, he comes up with something clever, a way out of this because he is the true intergalactic business person. Right. What does Quay do? To make this right. I think he just looks around. He knows how ridiculous it is that there's a rancor and a weapons cache beneath the bathhouse. Hmm. There's no, there was nothing in the blueprints about this. He knows something <laughs> is up. And nice. he says, we're being played, Proxima, as mm. he picks his arm up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And on, on, shakes it off. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, she doesn't understand that. Because, because we've established that. <laughs> so as she marches forward with death in her eyes, he begins, Molly, to do the Star Wars space version of charades to try to communicate. We've been set up by the huts. What does he physically do? He's only got one arm. He's in terrible pain. What kind of gestures does he do to try to communicate we're being set up by the huts? Uh, he points up like a lot. <laughs> okay. Like those guys. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then he just like mimics a tear coming down. His face. <laughs> uh, Ken, does he does he act out uh, what he thinks a hut looks like? Yes, he's like bum, 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 <laughs> arms out to the side, and he goes he goes bah, 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 bah. Yeah. ah the yeah. universal language of a hut laugh. Yes, yes, <clears throat> and it starts to get through to Lady Proxima, and she starts asking questions yeah. like, "Are you being a hut?" <laughs> <laughs> Two syllables. Second <laughs> word. She's like, uh, are you saying the huts did this to us? By the way, Proxima's Cobra Commander, my... <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so she, she's on to it now. Okay, she's yeah. on to it. Yeah. And uh, Ken, what kind of plan do they come together? Alex alluded to they would get revenge on the huts. How do they turn this situation around? Do they take over control of the cruiser? What do they do? Uh, they... They... Play possum. They pretend that they, they scrap. They come a plan to, to get in a little scrap, get in a little fight, and then pretend that it's a mutual stabbing. A battle of vape, pretend. With vape yeah. pens, and they collapse to the ground. <laughs> oh, they pretend to stab one yeah. another. And Gala Keeley, who uh, mm-hmm. is a, a new Kate keeper, um, played by George Went, um, <laughs> walks in. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, Galakili. Right, and some people yell Galakili. Galakili, yeah. <laughs> uh, and he declares that you know he's not good at his job. He's like, yeah, they're yeah, they're both dead. But he rushes <laughs> over to to Batessa, yeah, the baby rancor. And it's like, my baby, my baby. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spice is a gateway yeah. drug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's he's real concerned with that. And he just ships him off to a huge part of the ship that is just uh, for allegedly dead mm-hmm. creatures. Right. Full, just full of dead creatures. Yeah. <clears throat> I was going to say that they end up in front of Gardula the Hut for inspection and final ceremonies. But I don't know if that would happen. That'd be like a Luke Skywalker-like plan. Yeah. They 
wouldn't know that that's what would happen. Yeah, so maybe not. Maybe I not. like the idea that maybe they get they get thrown into some sort of a gross dead criminal morgue. Mm-hmm. They have a chance to really talk, get to know each other, and bond. And then they they come up with a way to turn this situation into mutual advantage because that's what you were saying, right? That Alex said they would. Well, we just know that they both need to survive this encounter. Yeah, right, right. right. So they're alive. They're getting to know each other. They're working out their way of communication with their little hand signs, uh, and they come up with a plan that will get them both on top, mm-hmm. at least for now, or they think it will. What kind of plan do you think uh, they come up with? Since this was your your idea. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they, they need you to find it. did it now. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I have an idea if you want to. Go for it. So, okay. So one of Lady Proxima's powers, I guess you could say, that we don't know about is that she has the power to hypnotize. Mm. Oh. So, I can see that. Oh, yeah. She can she, dance, right? Ooh. <laughs> she, like, squiggles her way over to the sleeping slash tripping uh, baby Rancor and hypnotizes it so that when it gets shipped off to all the other Rancors, there's an uprising. Mm. <laughs> a Rancor uprising. Yes. Mm. I like this very, very much. So, yeah, so uh, so they, they'd been in the morgue. They came up with this plan. They, they snuck out right. and they uh, hypnotized mm-hmm. <laughs> the Rancor to set up a Rancor revolution. Right. They think that they both just did a great job. I think they make a pact to. I think Lady Proxman gives Quay some money to get an artificial limb and oh, apologizes. That's nice of her. Yeah. That's very, it's, it's, she doesn't it's have a lot. Some of, some of her jewelry. Some of her jewelry. Like, yeah. something. She claims it's one. worth a lot, and Quay's like, "We'll see, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> about that." They make a pact, and I think they they go to uh, an escape pod and and they get away. But I think there's yet another denouement. Ken, what is yeah. it? Um, as they launch into space towards an unknown planet, um, they agree that uh, they will never speak of this again because they must find their own way in the galaxy as criminals, but they will always have Gardula's barge. It's kind of a romantic tale. It really is. That's this, what I'm saying. This can't work. <laughs> yeah, this can't work. They know. Quay is always like, she's the one that got away. (laughs) She's the giant worm lady. When he's talking to Kira, he's thinking of Lady Proxima. Little does he know how closely they were connected. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And through through the years, because this happened a little bit uh, before Solo, through the years, they uh, became pen pals. (laughs) And they wrote just steamy, steamy letters to each other that no sentient being would ever want to intercept and read yeah because they're full of anatomical details and fluids and nothing you'd want a lot of mucus in those letters (laughs) love letters full of mucus yes that's what you get here on data bank brawl (laughs) that is our story now officially officially lady proxima did beat quay tolsite right so i think in our tournament she faces Rio Durant. Is that right, Ken? Yeah, I'm gonna. You're you're my always guest on yes. Databank Brawl, so yeah, I, I want your feedback. Do you think we're doing this right? I think so. That's the they move to the finals. They move to the yeah. finals. Poor uh, one arm Quay, yeah. mechanical arm Quay. <laughs> he take didn't quite make it. Broken heart down to Kessel. Take his broken heart down to Kessel and heal. Alex and Molly, thank you so much for, uh, for joining and for adding all of those uh, great details and toilets. <laughs> 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 There's nothing like a good flushing on Databank Brawl. Uh, listeners, thank you for always going on these weird adventures with us. As always, if there are characters that you want to see fight, let us know with the hashtag Databank Brawl. We'll have our big episode wrapping this up. And then as they add more of the weirdos, the smaller weird characters in Solo, maybe we'll do this again. Ken, where can people find you? Hey, you can find me at Ken Napsock. That includes Twitch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm trying to be shorter with my things I do. No, but, it's, you know, it's out there. You, you, got, it. you yeah. got all sorts of podcasts. Yeah, You're doing do. things with Josh McCuga. Uh, the Afternoons with Josh McCuga, which is his own RSS feed now. Yeah, look for that where all good podcasts are found. Excellent. And Alex and Molly, uh, can tell can you tell people where they can find you individually and anything else you want to plug? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Molly Damon. We also also have the vlog channel, uh, Malik's Vlogs, yeah. and on Instagram, Molly Mander. Nice. And our YouTube channel is Star Wars Explained, and our Twitter is Star Wars Explained. 
Excellent. And we always like to thank Tony Thaxton for our theme music. You can check out his Patreon where he writes Star Wars music all the time. Just go to Patreon and search for Tony. We, of course, have our own Patreon. That's patreon.com slash four center. You can check out our merch, including our Whiskey Jedi shirt that ties back to databank brawl. That's at tpublic.com slash user slash four center. And we have databank brawl episodes on YouTube. Hey, you know how they have those great beginnings that kind of look like a Mortal Kombat video game selection screen? Alex made those yeah <laughs> thank you so much for doing those i you're love those very welcome i had a lot of fun making it like when you were saying you're gonna put them on youtube like i always look for any excuse to do something kind of fun and silly like that yeah so that was a fun to do it's so great but by the time that they get put up on youtube like i barely remember what happened in them and i yeah. get so excited when like who's fighting this week i forgot <laughs> like they do 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 they get selected I'm like yeah. yeah so great uh so thank you for doing that uh for my uh podcast you can check out obsessed ken was recently a guest talking about robotech so check that out you can also find me on twitter and instagram is at joseph scrimshaw you can like four center on facebook and follow us on twitter is at four center pod and until next time as luke skywalker once said while no one was really listening to him i care that's it for databank brawl Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.